It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. It's short time on the farm show at Wax. Bob Bosold with you. Jill is uh, down at Farm Technology Day. She was there yesterday. We'll be back there again today. And I know she's going to be there because she didn't win Powerball. Somebody in Los Angeles or Southern California won a billion dollars in Powerball. I didn't even buy a ticket. I don't know. I usually do when it gets that high, but I didn't. So I let California have the money they needed anyway. They're in worse financial shape than we are here. But again, Powerball has been one. It gets back to reality, I guess, uh, later on. Farm Technology Days wraps up today. As we said, Jill is down there. They have the tractor driving contest. They always have the state FFA tractor driving contest at the show. We'll bring you the results, uh, pretty good results from our area as well. And uh, the Milwaukee port, that's changing. That's growing. Going to help Wisconsin agricultural exports. The governor was down there after he was at Farm Tech Days the other day. He flew to Milwaukee to cut the ribbon on that new expanded facility. And then he's going to be in our area again today. Boy, they're putting miles on that plane. Governor Evers is going to be in the Menominee area and Sparta area later today to highlight the budget. And, of course, as we said, Country Jam going on today. We'll take a look at that. Drought, more counties, primary natural disaster areas in the state, reorganization of dairy farmers of Wisconsin. Lots to do this morning here. we got a lot of chores to do. I'm doing them alone, but we'll get them done. Weather, oh, it's going to be a nice day today. Then warming up by next Tuesday. We're looking 90s. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's almost 5 o'clock. We'll get there in a couple minutes. But before that, let's tell you about the weather. The worst of that storm last night is over. A weather checkup brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Be sure and check out the great selection of new Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. That just sounds like a truck, doesn't it? Ram at Chilson Motors. All right. We got storms last night up in Barron County. They got hail. I saw hail reports as big as golf balls, and that's never good when the crop is this size. We're going to Rice Lake later on this morning, heading up to the Barron County Fair today, so we'll talk to some of the folks around there and see how widespread that hail was. But, uh, boy, as big as golf balls, and that's not good. But that's moving off. That's gone. Today, partly cloudy, very nice day for the fairs. 77 the high today, then warming up through the weekend. We'll be in the uh, 80s. Friday through Monday, and looks like lower 90s on Tuesday as, again, most of that rain or all that rain and storms out of here now. And going into next week, over the weekend, should be nice. Partly cloudy to partly sunny, and temperatures into the 80s after we have about 77 today. It's 62 right now, day one of Country Jam. Have fun at Country Jam. The new site will be open a little bit later on. I think open the gates about 1 o'clock. Should be a lot of fun out there. Day one of Country Jam 2023. It's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM. WAXX Eau Claire. That means news. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. The Biden administration is suspending funding for the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. That's according to a memo from the Department of Health and Human Services that said the institute likely failed to comply with safety protocols 
and did not provide U.S. agencies with requested documents. The Chinese facility is at the center of a theory that COVID-19 leaked from the lab in late 2019, triggering the global pandemic. IRS whistleblowers are accusing the Justice Department of improperly interfering in the criminal investigation into Hunter Biden's taxes. IRS investigator Gary Shapley leveled some serious charges. Prosecutors concealed contents of Hunter Biden's laptop from investigators. DOJ slow walk steps to include interviews, serving document requests, and executing search warrants. Shapley added the DOJ refused to bring felony charges against the president's son. Shapley also claimed that investigators were not allowed to follow up on leads that may have implicated Joe Biden in an alleged influence peddling scheme. Trump appointed U.S. Attorney for Delaware David Weiss, who led the investigation, has disputed the whistleblower's claims. Lawyers for the state of Texas are in court defending the state's abortion ban. Trey Thomas reports. Amy Platzker with the Attorney General's office says if doctors are confused about the law, it's their fault. The intent of the Texas legislature in drafting its abortion laws is clear to protect the lives of mother and the unborn baby. A lawsuit is brought by women who were denied an abortion despite serious pregnancy complications. They're asking the court to clarify what situations fall under the medical emergency exception to the state's ban. I'm Trey Thomas. And a single winning ticket in the billion-dollar Powerball lottery has been sold in Los Angeles. The lucky winner or winners can choose between a billion dollars in annuity payments or go for the lump sum payment of about $516 million. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, if you're going to a country jam, you're going to one of the fairs around the area, you're going to a horse pull, you're going to some other outdoor celebration this weekend, should not be a problem. All those storms from last night, including the hail up in Barron County, all moving out of the area. Partly cloudy, nice day today, 77. And then partly cloudy throughout, well, a good share of into early next week at least. 82, 83, 86, 88, 91. The temperatures the next uh, few days, Friday through Tuesday, under partly cloudy skies as we look at our weather forecast. Our Skywarn 13 weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. And right now they've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. And boy, you want to look at those because you get on the road, you see that's a Jeep. <laughs> got a lot of different models from when, uh, when the, when Jeep was a Jeep, they got a lot of different ones. So see the Jeeps at Chilson Motors. As we said, 77 the high around here today. Right now in Rice Lake, it's uh, 62. Wausau's also 62. And hopefully the uh, all the hail is getting out of there, doing its damage already. 60 in Medford, Marshfield at 59. 65 and across, 63 in Green Bay. 71 this morning in the Madison Sun Prairie. That's the hot spot. Milwaukee at 70 degrees. Here right now, it's 62 degrees. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's look at the numbers, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. As we said, Jill is down at Farm Technology Days, which wraps up in the Baraboo area today. And then next year, 2024 in August, 13th to the 15th, Chippewa County will be the site of Farm Technology Days in Kanat. So, if you're in the area, you want to help out at uh, Farm Technology Days in Chippewa County next year. They're always looking for volunteers. So, again, get involved. It's a lot of fun. Get a free shirt. Get to get in the show free <laughs> just for doing a little work. But uh, that's next year. Let's look at the markets. Our rural insurance markets, choice-fed beef steers this week, trading in a range on the top end from 170 to 185, mixed 
Beef steers, 169 and down. Choice fed beef heifers, 170 to 184. Mixed, 169 and down. Choice Holstein steers, 150 to 165. Select and silage fed, 149 and down. Cows, 80 to 110, topping 132. Bulls, 108 to 130. Butcher hogs this week, 45 to 92. Sows, 34 to 50. The boars, 19 to 25. New crop market lambs, 165 to 200 with a top of 222. Feeder lambs, 65 to 199. In the sheep and goat market, ewes, 50 to 80, topping at 130. Small goats, 5 to 170. Medium goats, 99 to 270. Large goats, 125 to 450. The nanny goats, 5 to $300 ahead. All right, mercantile exchange futures. Live cattle were higher. August live cattle, 181.32 at the close. That was up a nickel. October cattle, 183.72 up 17. December, 187.02, and that was up 2. February, 189.65 up 17. Feeder cattle were lower yesterday. August at 246.80 down $1.20. September at 249.32 down 67. October at 250.55 down 52. November, 250.57 down 60. In January, feeder cattle, 248.37 down 40. Lean hog carcass contracts were mixed. August was up $1.65 at 9792 at the close. October hogs 8172 up 25. December at 7495 down 25. February at 7955. That was down 17. On the board of trade, a weather market as the prices were higher yesterday. Beans closed above $14 for the first time in 2023, closing about fourteen oh eight. And overnight, more gains. December corn up another eight cents at five sixty one. The oats up six at four sixty. December wheat up nineteen to twenty cents overnight at seven sixty five. November soybeans up six cents, sitting at fourteen fifteen this morning. And meal for December up five twenty a ton at four hundred twenty dollars and ten cents. Barrel cheese up three quarters to one forty six and a half. Blocks and butter unchanged. Blocks one fifty eight and a half. Butter two fifty six a pound. Class three gave back some of the gains of uh, the day before. July down at thirteen eighty four. August down six at fifteen seventy four. September down nine at sixteen forty one. October down six at seventeen twenty four. And November down eight at seventeen seventy eight. So that's the way the markets look this morning. Right here on Wax, brought to you by the folks at Rural Mutual Insurance. The governor was at Farm Tech Days. We'll hear a few of his comments. He was there on Tuesday to open the show. We'll hear what he had to say next on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. On day one of Farm Technology Days in Baraboo this past Tuesday, Governor Tony Evers was there to open the show. He took some questions from the media before making his comments, and we asked the governor about the new budget having money for Internet improvement in rural areas especially. We asked him when and how that money will be distributed, as well as money coming from federal sources as well. That money will be used to help people that don't have it or have very poor Internet. I mean, we, we can't be, you know, t- taking those that already have it and have good good, uh, good Internet uh, we have to find. We know that we know where people don't have it. We we we've, we've put it into over 300,000 households in the state of Wisconsin now, and almost every single one of those are rural. 
and so we're going to continue that. We understand we're, uh, we've got a lot more to go, but we have a good start, and I think with the federal money and the, and the, and the state money, we'll be able to get very, very close after, I'd say, another five or six years. The federal money, is that going to be something that's going to be under the control of your office, or are you going to have to do stuff with the legislature to have that allocated with the federal money? Yeah, with the federal money, it's primarily the federal um, partners and, and us. No, I, I don't believe that the legislature, uh, of course, we will consult with them, but you know, we, we know where it's not. <laughs> so it's not as if we have to go find it. We know where it's not. We finally have some pretty good maps that reflect that, that really change the uh, the dialogue uh, in preparation for the federal law. So I don't think we'll have any trouble finding finding it, whether we work with the legislature or not. The uh, the federal money, we you know, there are requirements there that we have to obviously work through. But I feel confident that our folks at the Public Service Commission has done have done a great job with limited resources, bringing bringing broadband to over 350,000 people uh, households in the state of Wisconsin, and we're going to continue to do that. I have to get one other thing is important for broadband. We also have to have affordable uh, broadband. That, that that is the key. And in order to do that, frankly, uh, the federal government, and state government, will need to. Uh, significantly subsidize the the, the uh, putting the, putting it in the ground and bringing it to people's homes, and we just expect that we we're doing that already. In, in Vernon County, we were putting uh, 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 cable. The co-op there was putting cable in the ground that was going to cost in the neighborhood of seven thousand dollars per person or per household. The state kicked in over six thousand dollars, and therefore. Vernon County didn't. Their co-op didn't have to raise their rates a lot for for um, uh, for, for for broadband uh, because we subsidize it. That's uh, how it worked with electricity. That's the way it's going to work now. And again, that's Governor Tony Evers. Just on that topic, he talked about other things. We talked with him about education and, and other things as well. So we'll hear some of those comments in the future. But broadband's so important. Getting high speed, not just internet, but high speed internet out to folks in the rural areas, and it has been a priority of his since he has been the governor. So, again, got more money. You know, the state had a $6.9 billion surplus, so some of that's getting out into rural areas, which is a good thing. All right, some of our farm news. New shipping facility expanded in Milwaukee. State tractor driving contest. We'll talk about all that as we look at some farm news on WAX this morning. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, our news brought to you by Northside Elevator. And today in Loyal, the corn price there is $575. Soybeans $1421. At Northside's Arcadia location, corn is $584. The beans $1436. Well, let's go to Farm Tech Days because we had some young men from around our area in the FFA who showed up. For the tractor driving, the state FFA tractor driving contest. And uh, there was some competition. There's not a lot of competition down there. They don't have the uh, soil judging with farm technology days anymore. They moved that to a different event. But they still have the state tractor driving contest. And it was pretty much a sweep from our area. Finishing fifth was Jacob Eckert of the Medford FFA. In fourth place, Brian Zimmerman of Osseo Fairchild. Brad Granahan of Toma took third place. Isaac Jacoby of Loyal finished second. And the winner was Peyton Ackerman from Owen Withy. 
And, of course, reminder, next year's show will be in August in Chippewa County. But it's not too late to attend this year's show. Today is the final day down at Baraboo, and it should be a nice day for going to Farm Tech Days down at the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club. Man, that's as easy a facility to find as we've had Farm Technology Days. If you're going from our area and you're on the interstate, get off at exit 92, follow 12, all the way to Highway 33 to Reedsburg, go west. Exit 215 or 216 will get you there. Well, a new state-of-the-art shipping facility for agricultural products opened this past Tuesday at the Port of Milwaukee. The governor went from Farm Tech to Milwaukee. That new facility expected to generate $63 million in statewide economic impact every year moving forward. It was a $40 million project, one of the first facilities in the Great Lakes St. Lawrence Seaway system that will move ag products through intermodal transportation. So now instead of all our products going down the Mississippi River, at least most of them, they can be sent to the Port of Milwaukee where they'll be loaded onto international shipping vessels. The DeLong Company from down in Clinton in southern Wisconsin will run the facility. It's expected to increase tonnage through the Port of Milwaukee by 400,000 metric tons a year. And coming up, we'll get an update on potatoes right here on Wax. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Did you know that Wisconsin is third in potato production? In fact, Wisconsin harvests several billion pounds of potatoes every year. Coming to you from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Nate Zimdars. I spoke with Donald Maum, sustainability manager for Awesome Farms and Produce, about the current outlook for the potato season given the dry weather affecting the state. Donald, can you share what the outlook for the potato season is at this time? I would say at this time, I'd still say promising. We're 100% irrigated on our farm, so with irrigation, uh, the plants have have been maturing on schedule. Uh, In July and August, the tubers will be pulling more moisture from the soil, so we hope we can keep up with their needs. Uh, We do plant different varieties to spread the risk, but uh, we're seeing some varieties showing heat stress responses, such as lower tuber sets and heat runners. This may result in lower yields than expected, but uh, hopefully we'll still get at least an average yield. And for our listeners who are not as familiar, can you tell us how long is the typical season? Yeah, so uh, here in Wisconsin, it's pretty much the same as some of the other grains. So we'll try to plant in mid-April, and uh, the season will run all the way up until frost. So pretty much April to October is a, a typical potato growing season. We do have to harvest and get done before we get a hard freeze because that's the end of the season. Sure, and how often does it happen where you have a hard freeze before you're able to get all those potatoes out of the ground? It does happen. Uh, we farm close to 3,000 acres of potatoes, so it uh, it does happen. Last year, we got everything out. The year before, we did get caught by a freeze because we couldn't get into the fields. But uh, it, it does happen, but it's, it's not a, a normal occurrence. You had mentioned earlier that you are irrigating all of your fields, but outside of irrigation, what is some other general care that needs to be done to maintain the large potato fields you're working with? Well, potatoes are a lot like people, so they're made up of 70% water, they breathe oxygen, they need food, they need water to survive. So the the large fields are a little more variable in structure, so sometimes they'll have multiple soil types or different elevations, uh, even the history of the previous use of that field. We use crop scouts to physically look at for pests and diseases weekly. And we also use technology to help us manage uh, when they're not there. So on these fields, um, 
Sometimes we even use drones. They can kind of help us see how extensive a problem area that the scouts may have seen, just uh, how extensive the, the problem may be. Uh, we use satellites, and now we have cameras on the pivots that'll show us moisture deficits or surpluses. They'll show us disease plants or even insect feeding. And so the, the combination of all these things helps us see what's happening in the whole field at any given time. This is nice for these really big fields. Um, most of our fields, we actually get notifications sent to our phones when an irrigator stops or insects are detected. And all these tools, they'll, they'll help us make and prioritize the best decisions for the care of the field. With the irrigation you have implemented, are you facing any kind of challenges from the dry weather we're currently experiencing, or are you guys in a pretty good position? Well, uh, we're doing okay. Uh, Some of these big fields, the pivot takes a long time to get around, so it's been so hot that one of our concerns would be to make sure that the the water does get around in time before the field dries out, but it's really sandy, and so that that would be one of the things that does get affected by the, the fact that these fields are big and getting those pivots to get around. To, to get those potatoes watered. Is there any chance that this dry weather could affect when potatoes will ultimately be harvested? Uh, yeah, with the irrigation, it, we try to take the moisture issues out of the equation and maintain a normal harvest schedule. And usually with these dry conditions, it's, it's heat, and that causes potatoes to grow faster and can shorten the season. Uh, but on the other hand, the internal temperature when we harvest should be below 65 when we harvest. So we can only harvest a few hours every morning or, or start harvesting at night, and that could prolong the amount of time it takes to harvest. So it, you know that can actually increase our harvest time. But overall, I, I think the time that we harvest, the, the dry weather will kind of shorten the season a little bit. Outside of the issues with dry weather, are there any insects or diseases that are currently affecting the potato crop or that you're on the lookout for? Right now, because Wisconsin had a mild winter, that allowed more of the Colorado potato beetles to survive. And as expected, uh, we, we do have higher beetle numbers uh, than we did last year. And so far, it's been keeping the fungal diseases at bay because they need a little more moisture to survive. Uh, so they, those we haven't been seeing much of. We do expect below the ground, we do expect to see things like scab developing on the skins of potatoes. Really likes the dry weather and seems to flourish with the inconsistent watering. So if the potato fields dry out before the irrigator gets back, uh, they get a wet, dry, wet, dry, and um, that's a favorable conditions for scab. On sandy soils that dry out more quickly, the, the heat sometimes before that irrigator gets around, it, it's the temperature of the soil can actually burn the plants. Uh, there was a little of that, but uh, most of our plants were already out of the ground before uh, that was happening. As a large producer of fresh market potatoes. It's really very concerning that we have these high nighttime temperatures because that is going to make us start looking for heat necrosis, internal brown spot, deformed tubers, growth cracks, hollow heart. All of these things uh, are affected when the weather is, is too dry. And so that's uh, a those are things that we're going to be looking out for this year. And what kind of tools do you have in your toolbox to tackle some of those issues that might come from either insects or diseases? Well, we do have our crop scouts and all the other tools that I mentioned before that uh, we, we look for these things and uh, we just try to counteract them. A lot of the, we do use pesticides to, to help with the insects and really, and, and fungicides to help combat the, any fungi that develops. So we do have those and really it's just keeping an eye on things to, to see if any problems arise. And we 
we have the means to do that. Outside of those challenges, are there any other challenges that you are currently facing right now? Labor is always a challenge. If we can't get enough field truck drivers, it, the, the slowdown makes us run the risk of getting caught by a freeze. So we got to keep the get enough truck drivers in here to get the crop out of the field. I know the biggest challenge right now is just keeping those irrigators running. Uh, more runtime means more chances that they'll break down. So the repairs have to be made really quickly to keep the plants from stressing. And currently, this uh, wildfire smoke coming down from Canada, uh, Wisconsin has the worst air quality in the nation right now. And, and this is really unhealthy for our crop scouts that have to be out there for any length of time. So that's another big concern right now. And again, the potato crop, yeah, I talked to people down in man. Oh, you should see our air. I said, we're 180 miles north of you. What do you think our is? We're closer to Canada than you are. So, again, they're, they're crying and whining down in Madison, but uh, that's okay. They, they do that a lot down there. All right, what do we got? Almost 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. 62 degrees. Going to be a nice one today. Partly cloudy, 77, then warming up. 80s Friday through Monday, and then 90s on Tuesday. Rocky's going to be with us as we talk about markets from Premier Livestock and Withy. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get over to the Premier Livestock and Rocky. Rocky, of course, starts his day every day from Lublin. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. You didn't get any of that hail. didn't come as far as your area, did it? No. No, we're uh, thankful it didn't. But, uh, yeah, we had high winds and lots of rain, but... uh, Nothing severe. So. Yeah, we got just over an inch in Eau Claire, which is the first time I think we've had an inch of rain at one time in, I don't know, a long time, that's for sure. So now I don't have to sprinkle my lawn. I can get it mowed again. I've, I've only mowed my lawn twice this spring. What about you? Seriously? Yeah. Oh, there's no rain. and I. It's green, and I don't want to mow it down. So, you know, and it's not like earlier in June, I mowed it just because that June grass was heading out. People think the house was abandoned, but, but I, you know, I look at my lawn and I, well, do I need to mow it? I, yep. You know, I yep. probably could trim it up a little bit, but uh, this is, man, oh, man, I'm saving gas, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's my problem. <laughs> what do you got going on over at Premier Livestock? Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped out here at Premier Livestock. Uh, we sold 160 head of dairy cattle. We had a strong market. Uh, quality was really good yesterday. Uh, sold top uh, cows from 2,000 to 2,600. 50% of our run was 2,000 to 2,600. Uh, we had a special brown Swiss consignment of 62 milk and brown Swiss. They averaged 1,960. We sold brown Swiss up to 3,600 yesterday. Uh, we had 25 fresh Jersey cross cows. They're the really good ones from Kemper's. And they averaged 1977. Other cows from 15 to 1975. Top Holstein Spring and Heifers light test yesterday, but mostly 15 to 2000. Uh, dairy cattle auction held here every Wednesday. We're always taking consignments. Uh, it's nice when you pre-consign them, but you can drive right in the door with them on Wednesday morning. Just have them in before 10 o'clock. 
Uh, next week we get two very good quality tie stall herds, uh, both longtime AI herds, both of them herds on test. Uh, we got several reputation fancy, fancy parlor free stall cows for next week also. Uh, we'll re- re- recap the week's markets here at Premier High Choice and Prime Holstein Fed Steers, 148 to 162 and a half. Uh, so beef cross up to 176. Uh, high yielding market cows from $1.5 to $1.30. Uh, others mostly 83 to 104. High yielding market bulls from $1 to $1.25. Organic market cows sold every Monday, majority 130 to 170. Uh, calf market, most of Holstein, bull calves 175 to 365. Beef cross from 250 to 550. Holstein heifer calves up to 240. Questions on marketing or livestock? We certainly like to hear from you folks. We're out in the country looking at cattle every day. Uh, give us a call at 715-229-2500. More detailed information on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Don't forget next Tuesday, that'll also be our special monthly dairy heifer auction, guys. It's the best sale we offer for selling your dairy heifers. Uh, lots of interest in those. Uh, we'll have our uh, machinery auction. will be coming up August 25th. We'll be taking in consignment six days a week. So that's the way things are shaping up, Bob. All right, Rocky. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You too. Sounds great. Thank there, you. There he goes. That's Rocky with Premier Livestock. We'll get an update on the weather, how bad it was up in Barron County. We'll do that next on WAX. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Almost 25 minutes before 6 o'clock, and Mike Dander is going to join us. Uh, morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Bob. How we doing? Well, I'm going to Rice Lake today, the Barron County Fair. I think it's a better decision to go today than last night, huh? Yeah, I would say so with the size of that hail that they How got. widespread was that? It was mostly confined towards uh, kind of Eau Claire County into the north. That's not to say that some of our uh, southern counties didn't get anything, but the brunt of it was further towards the north. Sounds like uh, Barron County, Russ County got the hail, though. Yeah, and there was even a couple tornado warnings oh, up boy. towards uh, northern Barron County. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty hectic yesterday. Yeah, I saw pictures yet on TV and biggest golf balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend going golfing with those, though. They may not fly <laughs> as good as, you know, like a Titleist or something. No, it's one way to get rid of them. But uh, <laughs> hail is never good when you got a crop growing, that's for sure. So no, hopefully yeah. it wasn't real widespread because... I'm sure I'll get some uh, interesting conversations going about the storm last night when I get to the fair today in Barron County. Oh, absolutely. We'll see about that. But otherwise, uh, going forward, it looks like country jam this week. Boy, it's going to be dandy. Yeah, so uh, we may have just a very few chances at some scattered showers, but most of the area is expected to stay dry for tomorrow and most of the weekend, too. But for today, we'll have a partly sunny sky early on. Those clouds will start to clear out later this afternoon, but temperatures will be rather cool, mid to upper 70s, mostly clear tonight, dipping to the mid to upper 50s. For tomorrow, mostly sunny, but then again into the afternoon, maybe a very stray shower into the low 80s. Saturday, we're in the mid-80s, starting off with a good bit of sunshine. Again, same as Friday, and even the same as Sunday. We'll have just a very slim chance at a few showers from time to time. Otherwise, Monday, mostly sunny. Highs getting into the upper 80s and continuing to climb through the middle of next week. Tuesday in the low 90s, and Wednesday potentially reaching the mid-90s. Mostly sunny and, well, very hot. Otherwise, we do have some clouds that are starting to roll in with a temperature of 62 degrees in Eau Claire. And we got just over an inch, I heard you say, in Eau Claire? About an inch and a quarter, yep. Oh, boy. It was just, uh, you know, very quick. We would prefer the soaking rain, but you know what? At this point, 
We'll just take what we can get, right? That's Whatever first, can soak yeah, in. That's the first time we've gotten an inch at one time in a long time. Oh, yeah. it's It's been a while. <laughs> it sure has. Thanks, Mike. You bet. Have a good one, Bob. There he goes. Mike Dandry over at Skywarn 13. So that's the weather. What's going on in the news? We'll find out next. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, she's up from the basement of her rural palatial mansion out there in the Boyceville area. How bad Morgan is with us? How bad was the storm your way? You know what? We, uh, not too heavy, not good. just what we needed. We got a good oh, soaker yeah. of the rain and, you know, a few leaves down, but nothing severe. None of that hail reached you. Nope. I had uh, two scaredy cat dogs in bed with me, so it was <laughs> enough to have me in Alex no and, room last Alex night. Alex and who else? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he, you know where he was? I had to say, checking out those new uh, jam grounds. Oh, was so, he? Yeah, yeah he yeah. was there last night, and good reports from the new facility. So if you're headed out there to see uh, Lainey tonight, I know yeah, a lot of people excited yeah. to see her. Got some brand new. It's kind of like when you have a new house and you don't want anybody to touch anything. You don't want to get <laughs> you know chips well, in the paint. It's and... going to get touched out <laughs> yeah. there today, that's for sure. Something but, tells yeah, me. I've been, been on the ground, I've been around them, but not on them. So it'll mm-hmm. be fun to see those. Yep. Well, that's, uh, you know... Country Jam starting about 1 o'clock. They'll open the gates. What else is going on? Well, of course, the chores need to be done before that, and that includes our headlines this morning. Good morning. We begin with a statewide alert for a Juneau County woman who's been missing for two weeks. The sheriff in Mauston asking for help across Wisconsin and finding 43-year-old Leah Stewart. Friends and family saying they last saw her July 4th in the town of Lemonweir. The sheriff's office saying they've searched the area both on foot and with drones and are now reaching out across Wisconsin. More information at 715newsroom.com. We look to Mother Nature both locally and recently here, as it was recently confirmed by the National Weather Service that Rock County did see a tornado last week. It touched down near Emerald Grove and Avalon, not far from Cecilia's Golf Course in that area. That was an EF0 tornado. No injuries reported, minor tree damage. Meanwhile, mostly the Rice Lake area. You may have seen this on socials, or perhaps you live that up that way, and uh, we're seeing some of that hail and stronger storm systems yesterday. Uh, some of the windows in the local Walmart were broken, not to mention damaged cars in that parking lot. Away from Mother Nature, if you have ideas about programs in the county and what people should do, then you're asked to chime in. The county yesterday opened the citizen engagement survey in Eau Claire with the idea being to see which county programs provide citizens services that they want. The hope is to better do that and then find areas where they could improve. That survey will be online and stay open till September. Easy click will get you there, 715newsroom.com. Well, it was pen to paper, and we turned the page on a new reading law. Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers signing that, and it will be a plan that returns Wisconsin schools to teaching phonics and place a huge emphasis on making sure kids can read at grade level before the fourth grade. Now, the law doesn't include the original provision that would have held kids back. There were some adjustments, of course, such as the nature of politics. The governor did say that the new model is uh, reading changes that have worked in other states. And you're back in the bar, and I'm back in the news chair. Bob's back at the mic. That means we didn't win it, but somebody in oh. California did. If you uh, bought yourself a ticket, then you have another gum wrap or a bookmark. But not everybody's feeling that way today. We go Just to the Golden Just one ticket State. has that life-changing combination. 7, 10, 11, 13, 24, and the Powerball of 24. That one ticket was sold at a mini-mart in downtown L.A. near Skid Row. More than 30 other tickets are worth one or two million dollars. The Powerball jackpot reverts to 20 million on Saturday. Or try your luck with Mega Millions. Friday's jackpot in that drawing is 720 million dollars. 
I'm Rory O'Neill. Well, we're basically on our own uh, local skid row here. We better take it back to the barn for chores with Bob Bosold and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. You getting out to the new digs of jam this weekend? Yep. Yep, good. we'll be out there. Siggy and I go and have a couple friends along for good, it. Good, and, good. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely be out there looking forward to seeing people. That's my favorite part is connecting and uh, getting to talk to people and catch up. Now, let me guess. You'll have a pink cowboy hat on and, and cowboy boots and short shorts, cut off blue jeans and a halter top knowing you and your... Uh... Well, that's what you wanted to wear to match, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going well, as twins. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I got your memo. My, I'll tell you, I've been on this diet. My halter top's fit a lot better now. <laughs> Well, the cowboy hat always fits, yeah, so yeah. Near snug. Yeah, I'll give you some padding if you need it. <laughs> so I need a lot of it. I'm trying to get rid of that padding. <laughs> you wear it well. Oh, Just make know. sure those shorts have some wiggle room if you hit the concession. Oh, I'll get a dance floor. All right, see you later. You bet, Bob. There goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning on Wax. And some more farm news we want to share with you this morning. we got lots to do yet, markets and all kinds of things. But because of the drought and other natural disasters, the USDA has declared another 12 counties in the state as primary natural disaster areas. That list includes Adams, Crawford, Dodge, Grant, Green, Juneau, Lafayette, Marquette, Monroe, Richland, Rock, and Vernon counties. That means those counties and uh, all counties contiguous to those 12 eligible for emergency loans from a farm service agency. you got until next March to apply, so don't do it today or tomorrow. Now, at the recent reorganizational meeting of the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, uh, for us that have been around a while, remember that's the old Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Name has changed to same players. The board seated two new members and re-elected Janet Clark of Rosendale to be the board chair. The vice chair is Gail Klinkner from down in Viroqua, and Sandy Madeline from down Linden Station will be the board secretary. Also from our area, David Bangard of Greenwood, the chair of the Channel Management Committee, Case Wald of Hammond, will lead the Policy and Bylaw Committee. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll get to the markets here in a moment, but don't forget, if you're looking for a fair this weekend, the Barron County Fair, the La Crosse Interstate Fair, St. Croix County Fair is all underway this weekend. Also... Coming up, New Auburn uh, High School FFA will host their 15th annual FFA Heart Walk during New Auburn Jamboree Days. That's this Saturday, July 22nd at the New Auburn Park. Registration begins at 8 o'clock this morning up in New Auburn for that walk. FFA on the air this week will be the Osseo Fairchild FFA chapter. So again, lots going on around the area. We've got horse pulls and all kinds of things going on this weekend and uh We'll get to those and have a more in-depth look at the markets tomorrow, or the calendar tomorrow. But uh, needless to say, lots going on and good weather to get her done. Man, we're trying to get 10 pounds in a 5-pound bag today, but <laughs> we'll get her done. Let's get to the markets. Go to the Barron Sale Barn. Here's Brittany. For fed cattle, our high-yielding choice Holstein steers sold 155 to 166. Choice Holstein steers were 142 to 154, and unfinished steers and heifers were 141 and down. As for cold cows, the top 20% sold from 105 to 121, topping at 125. 60% sold from 83 to 104, and the bottom 20% sold 82 and down. For our cold bulls, they sold from $1.15 to 122, with thin, full, and bulls over one ton discounted. Our next sheep, goat, and small animal sale is August 19th. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to your farm to look at livestock, please contact us at 715-537-5618. Again, this has been Brittany with your Equity Baron Market Report. Thank you, and have a great day. And before we get to Sparta, just looking also at the calendar. Like horse pulls tonight over at Glenwood City at the fair. 
There's going to be a horse pull. Starts at 7 o'clock tonight. And then more pulling over there all weekend long. Let's go south. Let's go down to the Equity Sparta barn. Here's Hunt. Fed cattle selling steady to stronger today with the Highland Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 178 to 186, topping at 189. Choice and Select Beef Steers and Heifers 162 to 177. The Beef and Dairy Cross Steers 160 to 175. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 157 to 163. The Choice and Select Holstein Steers 146 to 156. With the unfinished steers, heifers and heavy steers a dollar to a dollar forty-five. Cows steady with the quality beef slaughter cows a dollar five to a dollar twenty-five. The top of one twenty-seven. The highland cows a dollar to a dollar twelve. The cutters and utilities eighty-four and ninety-nine with low yielding and canner cows thirty to eighty-three cents. Bull market steady and most bulls ringing a dollar to a dollar fifteen with the thin, full and bulls over a ton discounted at ninety-nine cents and down. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Thursday. July 20th for our special dairy and feeder cattle sale with dairy cattle starting at 12 noon, followed by feeders at 1230s. This is Hut Amon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Hey, let's get more markets. we got to get over to uh, Equity Stratford. You all wet this morning, Jerry Fitzgerald? Well, good morning to you, Bob. Well, uh, people, uh, we won't get into that, but no, the roof don't leak, and we're very happy. We got a little over a half, a little over half an inch of rain last night, so you know. And really, uh, folks that don't get up this early, uh, they're really missing something because this is a great part of the day, oh. nice and cool. And it's shank beautiful. of the day, baby! It's the shank of the day. That means it's the best part. So anyway, well, can you add to the good stuff here? What kind of market numbers you got? Well, the market's been good. Bob would tell the folks about it. I thank you. And good morning, everyone. A summary of yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford on the feeder cattle auction yesterday. A lighterweight beef steers and heifers selling mostly from a dollar eighty to two fifty. Uh, middleweight uh, beef steers and heifers, uh, they're selling in a range from one fifty to two twenty-five. Your heavier, shorter-term cattle, mostly from one twenty-five to one seventy. Now, on the Holsteins, uh, heavier Holstein, uh, lighter Holstein feeder steers, I should say, mostly from one forty to one eighty-five, and your heavier Holstein cattle from one twenty, one twenty-five. To 160. Now we we'll get into the market auction yesterday on the cows. High yielding fleshy and beef cows yesterday selling from 105 to 125. Uh, with a few of these beef cows selling higher, um, most of the cows yesterday selling between 83 and 103. Thinner cows like carcass cows below the 80 dollar money. On the fed cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from a dollar 47 to a dollar 60. Select grading cattle under finished cattle 140 and below. On the uh, bull market, better quality bulls uh, went from 112 to 124, lighter weight bulls 110 and back. Holstein bull calves uh, weighing 9,230 pounds, mostly from 150 to 350. Heifer calves from 75 to 150, good quality beef calves, 300 to 500. And we're on Thursday. We get underway this morning here at 11 o'clock. Market cattle auction today, of course, and also baby calves. We'll get to those about 1230. And uh, for full marketing schedule the next week at Equity Stratford, again, folks, you got cattle consigned, let us know here, 687-4101. Bob, we better send her back to you. Uh, we're almost four minutes to the hour, so yep. you have a good day. Enjoy the day, and we're so thankful for this great ring we got. Boy, we really are. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford sale barn on this last day, by the way. Well, farm Technology Days down in Barron. If you have Baraboo, if you haven't been down there yet, it's a good show. Get down there. It's a nice day for a drive, a nice day for a walk. 
And the folks at Synergy Co-op bringing us our market report. Board of Trade higher yesterday. Weather market beans, soybeans closed above $14 yesterday for the first time in 2023. And they went up overnight as all commodities did. December corn overnight up five, up eight to 561. The oats up six at 460. December wheat 19 to 20 cents higher overnight, 765. Soybeans for November up six cents at 1415. And soybean meal for December up 520 a ton at $420.10. Country elevator prices, Northside Elevator and Loyal, corn 575, beans 1421, Arcadia corn 584. The beans at fourteen thirty six at the wheat and grain Chippewa Falls and Connersville corn today five fifty seven beans fourteen fifty on the DTN screen at Golden Plump corn is six oh five today at the Baldwin Elevator five twenty nine and fourteen twenty six Durand Mondovi and Elmwood all have corn at five thirty three the beans fourteen twenty six Fall Creek five twenty four and fourteen sixteen on the soybeans. Corn at Osseo today is 554, beans 1431. Elk Mound corn 562, the beans 1436. At Sparta 569 and 1455. At Ellsworth corn is 513, beans 1416. Ethanol plants, Boyceville 583, Stanley 555, New Richmond 554. Barrel cheese up three quarters, 146 and a half. Blocks and butter were unchanged, 158 and a half and 256 respectively. July class three down a little, 1384. August down six at 1574. September down nine at 1641. October down six at 1724. November down eight, 1778. Last day of farm technology days. First day of fairs around the area or second day, depending on how you want to look at it. We've got La Crosse Interstate Fair. We got the, uh, the Barron County Fair. We got fairs all over the area. And of course, Country Jam. Gates open about 1 o'clock. Partly cloudy. High of 77 today. Should be a good one. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships. Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.